welcome to The Drop, the official podcast of the 130th Airlift Wing. I'm Master Sergeant Eugene Christ. Each year, the 130th Airlift Wing recognizes its outstanding members in four categories. 2001 marks the first year the Outstanding Airman of the Year program has been operating under new wing instruction that focuses on recognizing members' achievement over the function of the nomination process. Joining me today is Command Chief Master Sergeant Kevin Williams, author of the new wing instruction. Welcome to the pod, Chief. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So, uh, Chief, I think uh, b- before we get to the winners and uh, talk to them a little bit about why they were nominated, I wanted to take a minute and talk about the the new program and um, let you talk a little bit about it so everybody out there listening can have a, a better idea of the of the process and how to nominate people more importantly going forward looking back in my history as a supervisor um being a superintendent in the propulsion section and having nominated people from there uh fast forwarding to uh, superintendent in the safety office and then even in ce um i looked at the program as uh, being somewhat difficult, um, I noticed that um, it's very time-consuming to nominate someone. So when we think about our core values, integrity first, service before self, and excellence all we do, uh, I began to really look at the integrity aspect of it and say, are we really trying to recognize our airmen for their accomplishments, or are we trying to recognize bullet riders and people who are able to assemble these huge extensive packages and so what i noticed was the nominations over the years they got less and less and less so as any new coming command chief you want to make things better if you care you want to make things better and so i thought um what can i do to make it better and so i um I shared with colonel priest some ideas and we talked about them and um so I pinned a new air wing instruction, and uh, we beat it up and critiqued it, and ultimately he signed it. And uh, I don't think it's perfect. I think there's some places that it's going to continue to grow and develop. Sure. But I, I do feel like it's a step in the right direction. Uh, we uh, we deliberated over 56 nominations for Airman of the Year in 2020, which is I'm really proud of. I'm really proud that. I knew, I knew deep down, I knew that supervisors cared. I knew that the chiefs cared, but there needed to be a process that that simplified and and put together in a way that uh, we could actually recognize people for their work. And for, for the civilian listeners at home, like when you, when you say bullet writing, what explain a little bit about what a a bullet is to, I know all the airmen are like, Oh yeah, bullets. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so like I, I'm not anti-Air Force. I'm not yes, anti-bullet riding. I'm, I'm a proponent of bullet riding classes I'm pro- because we still have EPRs to write. And ultimately, there's a formal award package that needs to be sent to NGB that needs to be on point. It needs to have really accurate bullets, you know, action, impact, result, format. It needs to be there. But I feel like at the quarterly level, let's just, first of all, recognize the folks who are doing good work. Um get those turned in and then from those um there's a selection process that we can maybe talk later about but as we select our winners each quarter then we can 
we can circle back and really start applying um, that tongue and quill of course. approach to those packages to get them ready to go to, to the Garb Bureau. Right, and I, I think it's... Or it, to the state, I should say. And it may even be that... that that kind of process can be confusing too. Like the, the, that shorthand that we write those things in that is, if you, if you don't know or are not familiar with it, you look at it and like, this isn't even really English. I don't, <laughs> I don't really understand what's going yeah, on. Yeah. It, it, it's hard to understand. You oftentimes you need someone to translate acronyms or abbreviations. Sure. Um, a lot of things. And so we end up a lot of times, this is me being philosophical, but we can allow ourselves to be lulled into grading the bullet rider and not not the performer. Sure. We, we begin to um, value format over content. Definitely. And, and when you're an E4 out there trying to be good at your AFSC, that's who we want to recognize, <clears throat> the E4 and the E5. I'm banging my pen off of your stuff in here. <laughs> You're point, pointing my ink pen at you and battling, <laughs> letting the passion come out in here. But um, we want to those E4s and E5s who are just trying to be good at their job and be valuable to the unit. We want to recognize them and we want to say, "Hey, you make planes fly. You make uh, podcasts go on. You make you make supplies get delivered. You make things happen." Sure. And uh, so we want to recognize them. And not the bullet rider as as much. So the uh, we've we've kind of addressed the some of the barriers that the new program has has touched on. But what would you say makes a strong package for the new program? Uh, at the quarterly level, is a is a well written narrative on the Air Force Form twelve oh six that that thoroughly explains uh, what the airmen did. Uh, we found that uh, when that happened, um, so let me tell you a little bit about the selection process. I think it'll help explain that. So I don't unilaterally uh, pick the winner each quarter, nor does the, the commander. Um, each quarter, um, when the nomination packages, uh, the nominations come in, um, myself, all four group superintendents, and we invite uh, two senior NCOs, um, to make the panel more diverse. So we're talking about that, that's uh, five of us and two makes the panel of seven. Mm-hmm. So a panel of seven. So I'll, uh, we'll start with the airman of the quarter, and I'll take, let's just assume that there are five nominations on the quarter, and I'll pass out. We'll each uh, take the time. We sit in the commander's conference room, and we read all five airman of the quarter packages. And once every single person has read every nomination, um, I'll have my little notebook and I'll write down my number one, number two, maybe even my number three in order that I like. And I'll say, I'll do this the same way every time. Um, I've got mine, changed my mind. <laughs> I say the same thing every time. And uh, then the conversation starts. And so the Chiefs and our invited guests, they, everyone has the opportunity to say what they want to say about this person's performance or this person's package or even this person's performance that maybe the, the person who nominated failed to mention, whatever. Advocate for your people. Sure. Um, what I expected was I expected group superintendents to advocate for their own every time, all the time, and that I'd be the tiebreaker. Sure. But what I found out is is that integrity first. Um, off so many times, group superintendents, group superintendents advocated for 
airmen outside of their group because they saw the great work that, that they were doing. And um, it was really cool, really cool to be a part of. Um, and then basically, then we just vote. There's seven of us in there, and I tally up the votes. Congratulations. You got five votes. You're the airman of the quarter. And so we do that for um, all three categories every quarter, and the quarterly winners are automatically uh, in the running for airman, NCO, senior NCO of the year. So the expectation then is, is for that group superintendent to go back to the chief, go back to the supervisor and say, this one is a winner. Um, we've got some work to do. We, we have to have action, impact, result bullets. We've got to start planning for a bio, some photos. Because sure. um, if they're selected as airman of the year, we got work to do. Sure. So we focus our energy, our tongue and quill energies, if you will, on the ones that were selected as winners. Sure. And I, I feel like th- that alleviates a lot of stress on several levels, not only yourself, but like frontline supervisors and even the frontline supervisors. And it seemed like the public affairs office were really happy about the fact <laughs> that everyone wasn't lined up for pictures outside. <laughs> I mean, that may be the case. I'm not going to confirm nor deny okay. any of that. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I feel like that's like that kind of, basically describes the success of the program that other individuals outside of the chain of command of the person you're talking about that was nominated, like speaking up for them individually. And I, I, you know, I think we're going to talk specifics about some people a little later on, Yeah, but, uh, um, reading back through a lot of, uh, professional military education, we, there's a lot of talk about, uh, the relation of core values to oneself and how should we, how should we act? How should we apply those to our, our, uh, our daily work in your opinion, chief? Uh, so, you know, my, my slogan coming in was always humility breeds credibility and that's a fundamental building block for leadership. And that's just my opinion. Uh, my, my pastor taught me a few years ago that, uh, humility is the, basically the fundamental building block for all positive character traits. So I, I hang on to that. I hang my hat on that. Um, so um, I want to make it easy for a supervisor to nominate someone that says, that person serves, that person stays humble. I don't have to make someone take out the trash. Sure. That airman takes out the trash. Right. Um, that airman goes above and beyond. That airman goes the extra mile, uh, takes care of their readiness requirements, gets the work done, uh, makes sure their GTC is paid on time. They take care of business. Sure. And uh, so let's make it easy to recognize them uh, and award them. Agreed. And, and positive reinforcement goes a long way. Sure. It's a long way. So uh, I believe we're about ready to... Uh, call the individual superintendents and the winners. Um, any any final thoughts on the program itself? Or yeah, I have one 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 other thought about the program that I, I failed to mention was that um, we wanted uh, there to be an issue of fairness when it comes to actually having the the capability to become an NCO of the year, a first sergeant of the year, 
Um, our first sergeant's a bad example. Airman of the year. Um, if uh, I'll just lay it out. So I don't remember the numbers, but I actually uh, counted the enlisted numbers in each section. So if you look at the say the number of enlisted folks in wing staff, it's far less than say maintenance group, far less than mission support group, which is gigantic. Sure. So um, um, I put in the instruction. I made it population based. Colonel Priest approved. Um, so basically, if you're part of MSG, MSG can submit three nominations for every category because of their population. Um, three in maintenance group, I think two in ops, and then medical and wing staff, one in each category. And to make it population-based and make it more um, equitable, maybe is the, is the right way to say it, um, so that if, if you'd win out in mission support group, it's difficult. You have a lot of competition there. Sure. Just by sheer population. Okay, Chief. Well, let's get our first two guests on the show. Joining us now is Airman First Class Avi Shapiro and Senior Master Sergeant Eric Condon. Senior Master Sergeant Condon, could you uh, talk a little bit about Avi and why she was nominated? Uh, thank you. Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, Airman Shapiro, um, she, first and foremost, I think last year, she was recognized for having um, held down the JAG office single-handedly. We were without a full-time JAG and and in between a lot of other folks in that office. And uh, she just picked up the ball and ran with it and and impressed a lot of people. I'll say in addition to that, she's she's going to have a positive attitude and uh, and I think an assertive nature. Um, she's she's uh, she's not afraid to seek answers or solutions and and that's quite impressive uh, for an airman and I'll say their early career. Uh, and she volunteers for a lot of things around the wing too. When 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 we need someone to to fill a spot or or a take on a task she's she's right there and uh i think those are the reasons why she was recognized as airman of the year this year chief anything to add uh just volunteerism is absolutely a strong part of not only her as an airman but who she is as a person she she cares about so many people (laughs) she's incredible um one one story i'll share is uh I'm the brand new command chief, and the adjutant general has uh, wants a statue unveiling ceremony to take place. It might be my first or second drill. Still trying to find my way. COVID's going on. It seems like there's a lot of things going on, and I'm trying to figure out how I fit into all this mess. <laughs> and, uh, and as I work and try to accomplish tasks, um, I'll be volunteers to not only narrate for the statue unveiling, but to write the script. Uh, she wrote the script to perfection. She sought out uh, counsel from people who were good with protocol. She interacted with generals and Fulberg colonels at the ceremony uh, flawlessly and made her command chief look like a pro, and, and she did it all. And I thought if there was ever an Aaron first class that deserved to be recognized, it was her. 
awesome. So, Arabin Shapiro, um, you'll have to please tell me how does it feel to be selected and have all these <laughs> all these people gush about you. Well, I have to say thank you to Keith and to Senior Condon for um, definitely bragging on me, but I also think that, you know, everything that I have been able to contribute to this wing has definitely been a reflection of really strong leadership, um, mentorship, and just good people that I'm surrounded by. I can almost guarantee that if I did not, if I were not surrounded by such um, strong, you know, uh, people of just such a good character, I would probably not be able to engage as well as I have been um, given the opportunity to. So I definitely want to want to recognize that. Um, and then I think overall, it's, it's definitely a privilege to be considered, I guess, a representative of the airman category because I know that this base has so many young um, airmen um, like myself, who work really hard to balance their school life alongside their military career, alongside just jobs, and just the just the burden of being a young adult. Um, and I think it's so important for these victories of these dreams to be recognized. So, I I guess overall, it's just my hope that um, these all these young airmen um, on this base that I have, I really do have the privilege of serving alongside or just encouraged and emboldened, um, to keep putting everything, all their energy, all their time into their goals that they are pursuing, whether it's uh, school or their military career, or just really any goal that they're, that they are working towards. You're not supposed to come on the podcast and out, outshine everybody, Avi. It's messed up. That's why she's what? the champ. <laughs> That's why she's the champ. <laughs> no surprise. Uh, any any final thoughts from anybody before I get get you guys off the line? Uh, no, she's absolutely deserving, and and we're happy to have her represent us. Ditto. <laughs> All right. Well, I, thank you too. I appreciate your time. Joining us now is Tech Sergeant Alan Pazel and Chief Master Sergeant Larry Daugherty. So, uh, Chief Daugherty, can you tell us why Sergeant Pazel was uh, nominated and some of his, uh, the reasons why he was chosen? Hey, well, good morning. I do appreciate this uh, opportunity to speak uh, with the drop and, and to share some of the, the great things going on with this Outstanding Airman of the Year program. I want to talk a little bit about Tech Sergeant Pazel. Um, yeah, he is a member of our maintenance squadron, and he sure, he serves as our uh, shop chief in the metals tech shop. And when I look back at the year that uh, Sergeant Pazel had, you know, he faced uh, some of the many challenges that we all face. But uh, what stands out to me about Sergeant Pazel, he, he really stepped up to the plate when he was called on. Um, he, he uh, with COVID, the COVID had hit, he stepped forward and he, he offered some expertise with the with the 3D printer that he'd purchased with the unit innovation funds. And, and he developed a, a PPE prototype. Uh, and, and what it did in, in essence was allowed the COVID workers to, to stay safe as they performed their duties. And then uh, lo and behold, he, he deployed the AOR and uh, in the AOR, he, he found himself in, the, in an undermanned machine shop uh, performing maintenance on, on not just our C-130 aircraft, but, he worked on the uh, the Apaches, the MQ-9, and and he even got some experience on the 
paper missile battery, Patriot missile battery. So, so while there, you know, our aircraft, uh, they experienced some issues with, with some boost hikes and uh, Tech Sergeant Paisel uh, went to work with his expertise in developing some sleeves. Uh, that, that allowed our aircraft to keep flying missions. And he, he was um, recognized over in the AOR for, for his work done w- with that project. You know, he, he has a master's degree in safety, so you know, we, we've taken advantage of that and put him in the role of our youth safety rep for the maintenance group. And, you know, he's really taken that program and revitalized it. You know, he, he's put a lot of emphasis on the uh, preventative shop, like safety inspections, and, you know, he's, he's uh, serving in that role really well. And, and when I look back to the calendar year 2020, you know, Tech Sergeant Hazel's performance, it really stood above his peers, making making him a uh, perfect nomination for, for not just outstanding airman of the year for our group, for the wing and, and for the, for the state, but uh, I, I believe he'll compete well at, at the regional level. Um, so in, in answering the question why he was nominated, I, I, I hope I covered all the bases with, with uh, kind of let the listeners know, uh, you know, why Tech Sergeant Hazel stood out. Chief Williams. Uh, when I think about uh, Tech Sergeant Alan Pazel, um being a former maintainer uh, and knowing what uh, things look like uh, to be a machinist, to be a metals tech, um, it's that shop that does vital work. Um, think about the years where we went through truss mount changes and those things have to be drilled and, and uh, the amount of, of detail that's necessary in that shop is uh, – it can be trying. It can be. And uh, Alan's always been a high performer, always done great work. And uh, and just to be uh, quite uh, quite open and honest, uh, had plenty of opportunities to maybe upstage some people who may have been over him in his chain of command. But, you know, I talked a lot about humility yesterday and how I think it, it eventually helps us to become a credible leader. Um um, Alan never aspired to upstage anyone who was over him. He was just uh, in a shop that's, for the most part, kind of set back and not always involved in all the day-to-day conversations. So it's kind of easy to disappear. But but Sergeant Paisel didn't just disappear, not to be heard of. He continued to work and develop his craft, uh, got it, gained his master's degree in safety. And uh, today, all that effort over all those years in uh, – that seemed hidden, they're coming to light today. And I'm just really happy for him, and I'm proud of him, and I think he's got a, a lot of really cool stuff in front of him. So, Sergeant Paisel, how does it feel to uh, to have won? Well, it was quite a surprise, um, especially because there, there are a lot of airmen out there doing some really great things in the face of the pandemic. Um, so to be singled out in that group of people is, is quite an honor. So, yes, it's, it was a surprise, but um, I, I'm very honored have one any other thoughts in regards to the program as a whole we, we talked a whole lot about um, the improvements that we wanted to make and um, and I feel like we've done that um, is it perfect and so um, I think our next step forward is to uh, make sure that these airmen receive the uh, the proper awards for the recognition uh, for, for their efforts. Uh, when I talk about the awards, I'm talking about the ribbons and the medals that go on the uniform. That To me, that's our next stage of development. Um, when I look at Sergeant Pazel's uh, 1206, 
um, there's there's room for a lot of awards to be presented to him. That little, Frank just and again, I'm just being uh, I'm just being real open and honest. Uh, he should be wearing a lot more on his service coat than he's got on there right now. And, but but he's not. It's not just him. It's the whole wing uh, could be better at it. So I, um, I I'm sure Chief Dougherty and myself and the rest of the group and superintendents we're gonna we're gonna start talking about that and, and see if we can grow and get better there as well. Well, that's, that's a great point, Chief. And, you know, just, just to kind of piggyback on that, um, you know, the, the group has made a, a really good effort in, in uh, trying to recognize and, and honor all the airmen for, for the outstanding work. And, you know, um, first off, recognizing it is where we begin to, to get better. But uh, awards programs like the Outstanding Airman of the Year program you know, the, the way that uh, the new air wing instruction is written, you know, it allows a supervisor to, uh, to jump in and properly recognize their members. So when I look back at, at the maintenance group and, and like everyone else, you know, it, it had it, it was a very challenging year for us when you consider deploying to the, to the AEF. Um, our aircraft was extended down time with, with PDM cycles. It, it left us short on available sales and, and then, uh, you know, the COVID mitigation issues. Well, you know, a maintainer can't telework. So we had to find creative ways to, to support the flying mission. And in addition to that, you know, ask to support the domestic operations. But when I look back at, at the, the supervisor core in the maintenance group, I'm, I'm really proud of the way they've embraced this new air wing instruction. And, you know, we committed a total of nine packages and uh, four of the nine uh, one at the wing level. So, you know, I'm, I'm ecstatic that, you know, the wing as a whole is, is really stepping up to the plate. And that's, that's really some of your words there, Chief, but stepping up to the plate, knocking it out of the park and, and doing a much better job, at least in this area of getting uh, the outstanding Airman of the Year program, uh, giving it a new face, giving it a new look and, and moving it forward. Um, yes, we do need to be- do better with, uh, with uh, awards, the ribbons, uh, you know, but uh, the group of first sergeants that we have now in, in, the, in the modern, you know, it's a point of emphasis for them as well. And uh, you know, I can promise you we'll do better. All right, gentlemen, I appreciate your time. Joining us now is Senior Master Sergeant Eric Condon and Master Sergeant Dusty Redman. So, Sergeant Condon, uh, will you uh, give us a brief rundown of why Sergeant Redman was nominated? Yes, thank you. I'd be happy to. Uh, I think first and foremost, um, people understand uh, that Sergeant Redmond is absolutely dedicated to the organization. He uh, He's one of those uh, first to get here and last to leave uh, guys. He's, he's here on weekends and days off just because of the nature of his job, but, but he never misses a beat. And... Uh, and with that, he's, he has a, a tremendous attitude. Um, you know, he has a very important job. He's got to handle a lot of uh, deployments, folks deploying for federal missions, um, but also uh, state taskings, and there was no shortage of those this past year with, with COVID. Um, he trains UDMs and, and coaches other folks around base um, about all things deployment. Um and he knows his job, and he has a, a great deal of credibility. So I think when he was nominated, 
for a lot of folks, it was a no-brainer. I mean, the guy deserved it. Chief, a uh, couple things I, I really like. Uh, Senior Master Sergeant Condon said he knows his job. Um, that, if we're not careful, can become a lost art. We get, we can allow ourselves to get caught up on PME, which is very important, very important. Um, but first and foremost, we need to be good at our jobs. We need to be good at what we do. Uh, we need to be recognized as humble, incredible, and reliable. And, uh, and then from then, professional military education comes in, and now we're, we're being prepared to lead. But if we don't build that foundation of knowing our job and being credible makes it extremely difficult to lead thereafter. I don't care how much PME you've had because people don't find you credible. And Dusty's Master Sergeant Redman, a.k.a. Dusty, is extremely <laughs> credible, <laughs> extremely credible, extremely hardworking. Um, and we, I know for a fact that, that office calls are forwarded to his private cell phone uh, most days of the week and most nights of the week because he cares about his work and cares about this place. And, I, and we had talked briefly about some of the successes of the new program, but if you would, Chief, talk a little bit about Sergeant Redmond's specific uh, nomination and the the process of the selection and how. Yeah, so I'd mentioned previously that part of the quarterly selection process involves uh, the assembling of the command chief, and the group superintendents and some invited um, guests, senior NCOs, to make the panel more diverse. Um, and I mentioned that um, I expected um, superintendents to advocate uh, for their own because it's their folks, right? Uh, one of those neat occurrences where a group superintendent advocated for someone else from another group uh, uh, actually occurred in Sergeant Redmond's case. Um, Chief Dougherty from maintenance, just extremely impressed, impressed with his body of work. Um, the the bullets needed some work. They needed a little bit of help. There, there was, could have been more narrative there. But that's okay. We can fix that stuff. But this person was nominated, and what does this person bring to the table? And let's have a discussion about it as leaders, as enlisted leaders in the organization. And uh, once that started to go around the room it was unanimous i mean from senior master condon to myself to every group it's like master sergeant dustin redmond does work <laughs> and we all need him at different times and he's always there and he always has answers and so it while the package needed some work it was an easy selection and i don't mean easy in that he didn't have competition because all the packages are competitive sure i, I don't want to imply that whatsoever but in this instance, it's well-deserved. So is, now that is this where I pay you all the money? That's or right. No, no, that's lunch. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, lunch. that's in a minute. <laughs> so, so now that you we've uh, puffed your chest up, uh, Sergeant Revan, uh, tell us how it feels to be, to be nominated and uh, just your thoughts on the whole process. Uh, it, in all seriousness, um, it, is a, it is a big honor. This is something that your peers put you in for. It's something that your peers kind of vote for you. Uh, I know it goes to the chief level, um, but we, we know that other senior NCOs, um, especially for my level, are kind of selecting this. Uh, there, 
I could probably name about 10 to 15 other people that do that work as hard or harder than I do on the space. Um, I tell people all the time that I am the, I'm just the one that they, that they notice doing it. Um, at least at this year, uh, there's a lot of people that I work with that, uh, make my job a lot easier and make things that are said that I do, um, actually possible. So there it's, uh, but it is an absolute honor. Um, I do appreciate the good things that people do say, even though I am paying them to say them. Um, but, uh, I really, I really, it is, it's been great. Any other thoughts? Yeah, I do. Um, he said a lot of people who do what I do and I agree with him entirely. And that's why I'm, I'm pleased to say that we deliberated over 56. I said that earlier, but it, it bears repeating 56 nominations across the base for the year for people being recognized for what they do. Now, everyone wasn't winner of the quarter or winner of the year, but those who didn't win, I know, um, they go back and they're recognized. Hey, maintenance group, I'd like for you to meet the maintenance group airman of the quarter, the maintenance group NCO of the quarter. Uh, MSG has so the, they're recognized at the group level, at the squadron level. Fifty-six folks are recognized for doing what he does. That's why we wanted to make it simple. Dusty, any final thoughts? Oh, I, I think I'll hold my tongue for once in my life. <laughs> now that's what funny right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's when you get it recorded. It's what, yeah. what <laughs> Welcome down to the podcast. Uh, Senior Master Sergeant Tarina Gardner and Senior Master Sergeant Eric Condon. Uh, so Sergeant Condon, if you would, uh, please give us a rundown of why uh, Sergeant Gardner was uh nominated or was selected as the winner for 2021? I would say, uh, first and foremost, uh, Senior Master Sergeant Gardner was recognized for her professionalism and passion. Um, first sergeants are in a position to have a significant influence on our members' careers and lives. And Sergeant Gardner is absolutely committed to taking care of airmen and doing it the right way. Uh, she's she's a coach and a mentor in the organization, but also in the community for young folks too. Uh, she's an impressive leader. Chief, I uh, I agree entirely, and, and beyond that, um, she's a hard charger. Uh, details matter, man. When details matter, it makes me happy because details do matter, right? It, it's so easy. We think back and we share all those little analogies from basic training. Wow. Why does the teacher have to be six inches? And, and, uh, that translated well for me as an aircraft mechanic. And so to, I meet when I met Tarina and her passion for first sergeant, her passion to do things well, to do things right. Um, and to always want things to be better. Gosh, how, how could you not be uh, impressed? So, uh, Sergeant Garner, will you uh, tell us how it feels to be to win and how it feels to be nominated? Absolutely. Um, it feels phenomenal to be recognized. I truly appreciate it. Um, I always believe people are recognized. They, they want to work harder. And with being nominated and, and being told that I had won the first sergeant, it makes me only want to work harder for 
the airmen and for the organization. I just want to continue to strive to to make processes better and and to make things better for our airmen with the big A. Um, just in general, uh, I, I think when um, the recognition's there, I also have a lot of people uh, that helped me get to where I was at. Um, I just recently got promoted, and in my speech, uh, I talked a lot about mentorship. And um, as uh, command chief likes to call it, it's coaching. And, I, and I, I think I truly had really, really, really fantastic coaches and mentors to help get me where I am and to help show me that attention to detail and to help show me that passion is uh, it needs to be there. It needs to be involved when you're taking care of people. And so I just want to thank everybody who has mentored me, who has pushed me, who has helped me. And I just want to do that even more so now in the position that I'm at. And I just want our organization to grow. Final thoughts from everyone. You're here. Well said. I, I, I can't say enough about um, uh, Sergeant Gardner was also selected um, as the wing ops first sergeant. So she's now um, her efforts have, as she said, she's been promoted and now she's a mentor and a leader for the other first sergeants in the wing. Uh, and she's already taken that on uh, full force. She keeps me straight. <laughs> she's like, Chief, you have a requirement here. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for not letting me fumble. I just don't want to fumble. And um, so um, little things like, um, you know, I make observations and I can just tell her um, I saw this and then she just immediately makes it better. I, I said – uh, I've been to a lot of uh, ceremonies over the years, and I noticed that we come to attention, and the next thing I know, we're being told to be seated or we're clapping our hands, and um, we can be put at ease or we can be put at parade rest or we can be put at rest from attention, but we can't be told to sit down. We can't applaud, and I, I just we just attended a change of command ceremony and operations that that she put together and it was phenomenal. I mean, it was first class, everything about it. So that's what you get when you, when you, when you get senior master sergeant, Trina Gardner. Yeah. I'll, I'll add that, uh, you know, through her professionalism and passion, uh, she set an excellent example, uh, just the way she, uh, her disposition and the way she, she conducts herself day in and day out here at the wing. She, she's that way consistently. And uh, as a good person, especially in the role that she's in as a first sergeant for a lot of folks in this organization to look up to. So we're, we're lucky to have her. Thank my, you, senior. My, proud, my pride will not allow me to mention that she beats me in every workout. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a good example. Everybody already knows that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show won't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to do it for this episode of The Drop. For more information about the 130th Airlift Wing, visit us at the web at www.130aw.ang.af.mil. Additionally, you can find us on all social media platforms. Lastly, you can see us in the skies delivering freedom with courage. This has been Master Sergeant Eugene Christ reminding you to stay ready to go. Ready to go.